0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family marriage podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast.
1: In the Bible, in the New Testament book of Matthew, Jesus said that when God joins a couple together, that man shouldn't try to separate that marriage. At the same time, there is a reality. There's an enemy of our souls, and he wants to destroy your marriage. I'm John Fuller, along with my colleagues here at Focus, Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. And Greg, you've done a lot of counseling. Erin, you too, of course. Uh, But in that counseling, how often do you see conflict is connected to something actually spiritually related in the marriage? Yeah, I think when a couple is disconnected
2: spiritually, they're going to experience so much conflict, so many issues will relate back to that. For us early on in our marriage, I didn't really understand what it meant to be a spiritual leader and and I really shied away from that. I I, I just didn't get it. Aaron had had expressed some frustrations around that and so kinda of my my solution was well I'll just pull back even more. But I've also seen this in times when Aaron and I are not praying together on a regular basis when we're not in the word. Together, you know, when we're not going to church, I I think that it creates just a real void between us and, and our souls aren't connecting. I mean, it's important that we connect heart to heart around emotions and those kinds of things, but man, our souls need to connect. So when that's missing, definitely. We feel that that disconnect, and, and I'll even see it—even It just even our conversations may not—you know, we may not talk at all about just what's God teaching us and just those kinds of spiritual things. So it, it, it creates a lot of challenges. Yeah,
1: and I think it's important to remember that there are seasons when you might be disrupted on some of that, but you have to work doubly hard at those moments to stay connected, to stay uh, curious about each other, to uh, share ideas and heart especially— with regard to spiritual things, well, let's go ahead and hear part of a conversation now uh, with Dr. Bob Paul, who's the co-founder of our Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Program. And uh, Greg, you were in this conversation with Jim Daly as well. And so it's probably the best conversation. It's one you've of ever our heard. best programs yeah, ever. I yeah. Let's go ahead and hear part of your stories as uh, Jim kicked it off.
3: You both come from counseling. Families, you, your parents were in. So, man, how messed up are your families? <laughs> very. Yeah.
2: I grew up in the home of a guy named Gary Smalley. So, kind of one of the original gurus around marriage. And he was family. so good. Yeah. He was so fun oh, and I playful. Just, I mean, I've heard him speak a you know million Thousands. times, yeah. and just he's one of the very, very best. Went to be with the Lord about four years ago. Yeah. You know what? What I love. Is in where for me the passion for marriage came from is as a young boy, kind of going to watch him, and I was enamored with him up on the stage in front of a thousand people. I'm like, what is happening? Why is he up there? Why are they paying to hear him, for what I have to do for free? But anyway, it's very confusing. But people would come up and they would, you know, literally give me this big hug. Strangers would come up and hug me and say, "Thank you for sharing your daddy. Saved our marriage." And and that left such an impression. And as I got older, what really, though, stood out and why I wanted to follow in his footsteps is because everything that my dad talked about on stage, he really did live out wasn't perfect, and we had issues, but I tell you, he really, really lived those things out. So it wasn't that, hey, this public persona of him up on stage is one person, and then at home, it's a train wreck, a disaster, thus I don't want to have anything to do with with God, with ministry, but that wasn't the case. And I was fortunate to have a dad who was consistent and
3: real in who he was on stages, who he was at home. And that's so critical, especially for Christian leaders, for pastors, that what people see is what you are. And uh, I think anything other than that is hypocrisy, actually. So, uh, Bob, how about your experience? You grew up in Southern California. Your mom and dad, I think, were in the counseling er arena. Yeah, it's
4: interesting. The similarities as we got together uh, and started working. How many years ago was that? Uh, That was 21 years ago. Uh, is, it was interesting to see the similarities and the differences. Uh, unlike Greg, I, I, my family was uh, broken. My parents got divorced, uh, I think, before I was a year old, which was a long time ago. And divorce was not normal in those days, not like today. I was kind of an oddball because I went every other weekend to my dad and my stepmom's house because both my parents remarried. And I grew up with two families that were relatively intact. No believers, though, in the bunch. I'm mm-hmm. the only Christian in the whole bunch. And um, my dad and my stepmom, of, along the way, became therapists. And because of where we lived in West Los Los Angeles, they became therapists to the stars. I mean it was you know they, they were authors also, which was really interesting and had best selling books and did radio and television and so forth, but from a secular viewpoint and as a young, impressionable boy, I was very impressed, kind of idolized my dad and my stepmom for the work they were doing to change people 's lives. And what was really kind of interesting, and I see in hindsight how God kind of got hold of me and prepared me even before I knew him Hmm. in that I started having some normal teenage issues with my mother. And I would go to my father and my stepmother and I would complain about what was going on between you know, me and my mom, and they decided to help. So they started giving me books at like 13 that were psychology <laughs> books, like, like a book called uh, a Parent Effectiveness Training, which I devoured. <laughs> and then if you could imagine how horrible this was. That's bad I, news. I read the book and then I take it to my mom and I say, mom, you really need to read <laughs> <Yes>. this. <laughs> How'd that go down? You no, know, she wasn't excited about that, but it's funny, years later, I was already married. I was thumbing through their bookshelf one day and I found... That book with a different book sleeve on it in the bookshelf. So I'm assuming she actually read it. But I kept reading those those books, and it started really infiltrating my psyche. And I started learning to think psychologically. No idea that God was preparing me for this work. I really yeah. had no clue. But He was getting me to think differently.
3: All right, let's turn to the the, the book and and talk about uh, what you've discovered in your practices, etc. One is just marriage in general. Uh, When you look at the culture, there seems to be, because of the, uh, I guess, the divorce rate and people's disillusionment with marriage, the culture generally is pulling back. You have some in the culture saying we need to do away with the nuclear family. I think it's crazy. I think it's the beginning of the problems in the culture that we don't have healthy, intact families. But what's your read of why the culture is pulling back from the institution of family? Where did the institution come from and why is it under attack? You
2: know, God created marriage. So man did not. It was God's gift to us, and thus it's a post. And so the evil one, Satan, hates marriage, hates what it stands for. And I really believe a big part of what's going on in our culture right now is that Satan is so committed to destroy marriage because he fears what our marriage could be. When you have a, a husband and wife together, figuring out how, how can we use this gift that God's given us to serve others, to love others. That is one of the most powerful forces on earth, and Satan knows that, and so he's he tries to create chaos. He, he wants couples to buy into lies that they start trying to live out that completely then destroys their marriage, and that's what Bob and I— see. When couples come in for an intensive, they just, they've they bought into lies. They want a great marriage. They, these lies, though, exist, these myths, and they don't get them there at all. And I, and I really believe it's because Satan
1: is trying to create the, that chaos because yeah. he fears what we could be. So, Aaron, following up on what Greg and Bob were talking about with Jim, uh, give couples a good spiritual battle plan, if you will, for uh, dealing with and combating those lies that the devil is throwing at couples left and right these days.
0: Mm-hmm. I would say the the enemy who wants to come in and kill, steal and destroy wants couples, especially Christian couples, to believe that connecting spiritually is just so difficult and it's unattainable. And there's like these lofty goals that they have in mind that are, they become unattainable because they're It's so big, and it would take so much time versus just recognizing we can do things that are within our reach every single day, weekly, and even annually. So every single day, we can connect through prayer, um, through reading a devotional, through reading scripture together, every single day. And often what I'll say is it doesn't have to be a long, eloquent prayer. Simply, Although mine
1: are. I'm sure they get high ratings.
2: I mean, yeah, I rate them every day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, just how can I pray for you? What's one thing that you have going on today that I can pray for you about? Simple, easy. It doesn't have to be, you know, 45 minutes on your knees, you know, before the Lord. It can just be, you know, grab your spouse's hand and pray. And then also weekly community, going to church, going to small group. Um, How are you jointly joining in a community together? To experience God. But then as well, an annual adventure, are you going on a mission trip or volunteering in some way um, together and, and really glorifying God through that?
1: Hmm. Well, I think it's really important to have those reminders. And um, we've mentioned grace throughout the, the time here in the podcast. Um, I'm extending myself some grace because even this morning I ran out. I was late for a meeting and I just ran out and I said, see you later. And I'm going to finish praying for Dina as soon as we're done here in the studio. I'm going to call her up and figuratively grab her hand and pray for her. Well, the book from Bob Paul and Greg Smalley is wonderful. It's called Nine Lies That Will Destroy Your Marriage. And we've got copies here. We'll make one available to you. We'll send a copy to you when you donate generously to the work of Focus on the Family. Uh, put some fuel in our gas tank, if you will, and uh, be part of the ministry of Focus on the Family around the world to strengthen marriages and to help hurting couples. Uh, We've got details in the show notes about how your donation can make a difference and uh, about that book, Nine Lies That Will Destroy Your Marriage. And we've often mentioned our Hope Restored Marriage Intensives here. Um, This is a safe place for you to work on your relationship if you've got serious marital difficulties even if you're um, looking at divorce if you're considering divorce or that word has come up and you're acting on it um, please know that hope restored is available to you let me just say my wife and i had the privilege of attending a hope restored marriage intensive we weren't divorce minded but it's been a hard couple years for a variety of external reasons in particular We found it to be wonderful. It really helped us kind of recalibrate, gave us some some terrific tools to communicate. Um, Greg, Hope Restored uh, kind of is born out of your heart and Bob's as well, of course. Um, Go ahead and just help that couple that needs it but isn't quite convinced. To know why they should consider hope restored
2: yeah it's a scary thought going with strangers to talk about your marriage but of all those years god just pairs you with the right people and what it does is it really helps to identify some things that have been going on at a very deep level that you can then kind of reverse engineer and go okay if that's not working what could we do in a different way and it's just we've watched God do amazing miracles and just watch people rebuild their marriage into the kind of marriage they 've always dreamed of and so be courageous. this is not easy. no
1: one ever is thrilled to be there but tell you god's
2: gonna do amazing things
1: i want to just amen that and encourage you can't strongly enough encourage you to call us and find out more about hope restored if you're struggling in your relationship just remember focus is here we're phone call away 800 a family and of course we'll have links for all of these resources i've mentioned in the show notes We'll continue the conversation next time about silencing lies in your marriage. And for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.